2: In the air everywhere. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. I would be Ben. Hi. And we thank you. I thank you. We both thank you for following this podcast and for doing the most important thing. Because I have heard from people, oh, yeah, I follow your podcast, and I, but they don't actually listen to the podcast. So the whole key of this is to actually listen to what you're doing right now. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as we begin anew on what is, what, the 24th day of the month of February, the last Saturday, the last weekend in the month of February, as we are just getting started. So I know Danny is having a big party. today. It's nas- it's International Sword Swallowers Day, which is always a big day for Danny, because uh, yeah. bef- before you got into radio, Danny, you were a professional sword swallower uh, on the uh, the boardwalk,
3: right, And the mezzanine? Very true. I was also a tiger trainer. Hey, are you cool cats and kittens? Yeah. Yeah, Danny had a
2: wild life before he decided to get into radio and, and hang out with Covino and Rich. So on this, the Saturday pod, we'll get right into it. We've got the crowning achievement, the S word, the wrecking bull, and idiom of the week. Who knows? Maybe pop culture. Pop goes the culture as well. There's a lot to get to. And we'll see how much we have time for. All right, don't get right to it right now. So let's start with this. If you were listening to the overnight show this week, then you know that we had to say goodbye to a friend. We, uh, we lost one of our more recognizable callers to the radio show, and it's always depressing, uh, always depressing. Been doing this a long time, and unfortunately, uh, we have lost a number of, of people to, you know, just living their life and dying. Some people dying prematurely uh, and whatnot. But if you did not hear this week and you're not on social media, uh, the caller that went by the moniker Rachel from Montebello passed away. Uh, She passed away uh, last week, I believe. I'm not sure exactly when she passed away. Uh, I, I could look it up. But her nephew reached out to me. And Rachel, one of the nicest people, I've never actually met Rachel in real life, but I feel like I know Rachel from her calls to the radio show. She knew when my birthday was. She would always call my
3: birthday. She'd sing me happy birthday. She knew a lot about she knew a lot about you.
2: Yeah, I mean she was like a big super fan of mine. And I was honored that she enjoyed enjoyed the show so much. And you know, some people were annoyed by Rachel., because you know, they, they got jealous of the attention that she got. That was my theory on it because
3: we, we had we I had, always played the the smacking kiss the lip sound effect, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I she was a kiss in your booty.
2: she loved the fact that she I, I, I'm convinced that she knew certain things she said would be turned into the opens of the show because she would say, you no know, she was an older woman. and she would say some of the craziest things in the world. But I knew in my head, I was like, well, she must know that's going to be used by the imaging people to make an open. And um, sure enough, it did. And so she passed away. Her nephew reached out to me and let me know. And so we did a little tribute. We can no longer do the six-line salute, which is the highest honor in radio, because for some reason, our new studios, which are amazing, the technology, which you would think would be better than what we had before, will not allow us to put all the callers on the air at the same time, you're limited to like two or three. You you can put them all in the air, but you can't. They, they there's like a buzz. It doesn't work. It's so that was that was disappointing. So we did a did something a little different. We did a tribute, and we I posted some stuff on my X page, and I was reminded, and this is a good reminder because you know Danny, sometimes you do these shows and you don't really know who's listing. You don't know how big a reach you have. You think, well, you know, I'm on. Doing the overnight show, I'm on in the middle of the night. Who the hell cares? So we did this tribute to Rachel and was overwhelmed with people who wanted to send the, their wishes to uh, Rachel and Montebello's family. Uh, for those that are not in Southern California, familiar with it, Montebello is a city in the LA area, and uh, she, Rachel, clearly loved being from Montebello, and she would I mean, that was her moniker. That was how she was known on the, on the air. But this whole experience and it was very sad, you know, because she lived a full life. But you know, she was a lovely woman and she's a harmless woman. She uh, seemed like a very nice soul. We we could have lived longer. But I was reminded yet again that that people need radio. I, I just feel like it, especially, I mean, during the day is great, but you got a lot of stuff going on. But at night, a lot of people are lonely. They're depressed and. Uh, as I mentioned on the the overnight show this week, like Rachel was not in our target demographic at all, right? You know, the, you know sports radio. Uh, the target demographic is obviously dudes. It's uh, mostly uh, young dudes or middle aged dudes. That's pretty much who the audience is for sports radio. So she was not that, and she was an older woman, but she was part of our our group and part of our family, and she you know, like the biggest sports fan in the world. But I don't know how she found the show. Maybe one of her relatives can let me know, uh, or her nephew, I should send him a message, but, um, anyways, it was, uh, it was sad. And, you know, hopefully if there is something after we get done here, she's you know, having a grand old time and, uh, and all that, but, uh, just, just yeah. a fun time. And she called for years. I think it's probably been over 10 years. I I, I don't know exactly how long, maybe longer than that. Um, uh, but she's, uh, you know she called for a long time and, uh, she hadn't called that much recently. She had been in some poor health. We didn't know exactly what was wrong. She didn't let us know, but she—I remember she had said something about her voice that she didn't want to be remembered sounding what, however, her voice sounded. Which is, it's similar to uh, Jeannie in Medford. Uh, I had talked to Jeannie off the air several times when she was sick, and she had really her voice was like completely gone. And
3: I got it all over me.
2: But she never had a good voice to begin with uh, when we knew her, uh, Jeannie. That was the magic of Jeannie. But, uh,
3: but anyway, rest in peace
2: to our friend Rachel in in Montebello.
3: It's funny you bring up Jeannie because there was a night, I remember, where Rachel got on the air first. And then Jeannie called the next hour. And in her call, she referenced Rachel and said to stop kissing your butt. She would <laughs> tell it of Rachel flirting with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, and the guys would get annoyed and then, but, but the funny thing, and I, I I do think this is kind of a crowning achievement for Rachel and Montebello and you know, who knows whether she knows or not, but there were so many people. It's hilarious. The email I got, Danny, I got guys that are working construction truck drivers, you know, and they were like, Oh, I miss, I'm going to miss Rachel. She was a nice woman. I liked her singing. You know, she was, she was unique, uh, in, in what she did. And so, um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's sad, but you know, it happens to all of us, and uh, um, we'll uh, we'll miss her contributions to the show. But the good news is, she's still honored, Danny, in much of the imaging for the radio show. You will hear Rachel in Montebello's voice on the open. So yeah. We don't get many opens on the overnight. So that'll
3: probably be there for years. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like that's going to live on for eternity.
2: Yeah. yeah uh, that, uh, that'll be, uh, it'll be like, you know, we still talk about George Washington or Babe Ruth, uh, but we'll still be playing sound of Rachel and Montebello. And we have many other sound bites that have not been used yet. Many other sound bites that have not
3: been used uh, that we can. Right, make sure you stop Coop because right as he just wrote a brand new batch of opens. For Vito to produce, make sure he doesn't send those off.
2: No, I will try. I, I don't. I don't. It's great. Great point. You know, I know Coop. He's always working on those opens. We do not want that. We want to keep these for a while. We want to keep these classic open. The vintage opens to the to the Raiders. Show. There's one that they just made, and it's like a uh, phone sex open. And that's got Rachel, that's really, you know, sums up the show. It's like phone sex. Uh, I don't think the S word is in there though, Danny. I do not believe the S word is mentioned at any point in that particular
3: open, but maybe it should be, maybe it should be in there. It should. We've talked about this on the podcast before that both you and I think the S word should be allowed on terrestrial radio, all radio for that matter. Yep. There's one little guy who is learning and maybe I got to, watch what I'm saying as I record the podcast around him early in the mornings on Friday through Sunday. Um, so I, quickly here, I'm going to send you a four second video. All right. We'll be interactive, immersive, like the uh, hey, Pop. museum pop-up museum you went to. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sending you a four second video of baby Koa. You need to have your volume turned up for this. All right. First words. Okay. Okay. Don't think my better half was very impressed with what his first words are. <laughs> oh, he's big.
2: I've not seen a photo of him. Yeah. See this'll play here. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can play <laughs> 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 this.
3: He's, so he's been upstairs, downstairs, going down the stairs, and all he keeps saying over and over is <laughs> That's great. That's great. Man, he's he's, he's getting big. Wow. He's he's a freaking linebacker. He's in the 90th percentile of every category. Wow, that's cool. That's good to see. Yeah, he's he's only six months old, and look how big he is. Yeah! Wow, that's wild, man. He's he's wearing eighteen-month-old clothes right now. <laughs> he's got he's got like the he's got the
2: belly. He's like, hey, I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm here for it, man. Come on, yeah, this, Let's go have a beer, Danny.
3: Come on, come yeah, on. Let's, this let's this video beer. I sent Ben. He was in the middle of getting changed. Uh, <laughs> no, my, my wife. He was putting a new outfit on him.
2: It kind of looks like you a little bit. I got to tell you, yeah. yeah,
3: just a little bit. I don't poor think the, I
2: don't think the mailman was involved. I think uh, yeah,
3: poor kid does resemble me. We're downstairs in the living room, and the mother in law is over. You know, she's laughing. She's having a good time watching him giggle and say, Da, 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 da. He's in his little skip pop bouncer that we've talked about yeah. on the podcast. He's bouncing up and down, and he's quiet for a few seconds because he's playing with one of his teething toys. And then all of a sudden, very loudly, he says, Shit. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> and everybody stops what they're doing, turns and looks at each other, and we're like, Did you just hear what I heard? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: uh I haven't heard it since, which is good news. No,
2: oh, well, you know, it's in his head. Uh that that reminds me my, my nephew uh says the word fuck randomly in the cute it is there are a few things more enjoyable than a baby saying a bad word it's like it's hilarious how do you not laugh right in the little little baby voice (laughs) it's just wonderful it's common
3: old it reminds me of when my little sister ariel was first crawling she would crawl around and say all the little words she knew how to say And she had problems saying words that started with the letter T. Anything she said with T sounded like an F. Me and my older brother would always ask her to say truck. (laughs) So she would be crawling around saying, fuck, fuck. (laughs) And my mom would threaten us. She'd be like, if you ask her to say truck one more time, I'm going to wring your neck. (laughs) Yeah. Great. But uh, so yeah, I have to. I know we say that word from time to time on this podcast. So little ears are listening. I'm gonna have to be careful.
2: Oh, that's great! Well, he is a kid's growing up quick, man. That's awesome. That's that's uh, great. Doing
1: doing well.
3: It's, yeah, the little shit. <laughs>
2: So I, I had a, a voice in my head this week. It was my my dear dearly departed mother. Um, Do not play fetch in the house. Do not play fetch in the house. So yeah, still adjusting to having our dogs Moxie and uh, Luigi. Moxie and Luigi and good looking puppies. There's, th- there's few things more enjoyable than watching a bulldog which is built like a rhino run to try to catch you know to fetch whatever you throw and so love it absolutely love it and so uh i don't, I don't have a lot of time i mean you're like, oh it takes five ten minutes to play some fetch so the the other day this week i'm playing fetch and um uh, moxie is competing with luigi now the problem for my, my, my dog Moxie is she is as slow as could possibly be because it's a bulldog and yeah. Luigi is a young pup uh, flies around like jumps like Jordan, just insane. And it right? jumps like, so I'll play fetch with them. I'll throw this, uh, this little like uh plastic grenade thing that they love. And so we're throwing that and I, I threw it a little too far. I, I had the bazooka, the cannon. So I threw it a little too far. And Luigi and Moxie are running. But for some reason this time, Moxie got to where the plastic grenade was first. Unfortunately, I had thrown it so far. You've been to my house, Dan. You know the front there. There's a There's kind of like a living room in the front. And there's a little yeah. table. And I had this vintage radio and this old like microphone thing, kind of you know, on display on this table. And Moxie said, "You know what? I'm a wrecking bull, not a wrecking ball. I'm a wrecking bull. I'm a wrecking bulldog." And was because the, the the little plastic grenade had kind of fallen under the table, and kaboom! Uh, she uh, she went right into the table. Bam! It didn't care. Needed to get it. Knocked everything, <laughs> everything on the table, knocked over. I'm like, oh crap!
3: And boom goes the dynamite. It's like the grenade exploded.
2: Pretty much, pretty much, you know. So now we're like, all right, I'll play. I'll play fetch outside, or we'll go to the dog park, which they have in the neighborhood here. We did go to the dog park, which is a lot of fun. Like big fan of the dog park. Gotta do it uh, more often there. Uh, I also had kind of a weird, one of those weird moments this week, Danny, where I was coming back from the. The gym, as I've gotten back into my routine with my friend Jim, and I've changed my schedule a little bit, so I'm I'm actually going later in the day, early afternoon, going to bed earlier, trying to change that around. So I, I go to the gym. I'm coming back to the gym, coming back from the gym, grab some water. I'm in the kitchen. Uh, go up to the to the studio to start getting ready and look at some notes for the show. And I'm like, uh, I reached in my pocket to grab my phone. I'm like, I can't find my phone. It's not there. I was like, All right, I'll go to the kitchen. I probably left it in the kitchen, so I go downstairs. I, I go to the kitchen, and I look around. And I look at every place I, I possibly could have been, uh, and, and there's nothing. There's just no phone. So I'm like, okay, I probably probably in the in the car. I probably left it in the car. Uh, so I went out to the, to the car, and then I looked around behind you know the seat there. Maybe it fell out of my pocket. Uh, looked under on the floor outside the car. Couldn't find. It. So now I'm starting to. To freak out things are getting ratcheted up a little bit I'm like oh man i can't lose my phone man it's like losing my left hand i need my left hand i don't need as much of my right hand but i need my left hand so i'm um, handed. so i'm looking around i go back into the house again so i go back i retrace my steps i go everywhere i had been i hadn't been that many places i'm looking around and then i was like oh i let the dogs out to get busy i uh, go to the bathroom so i go outside i'm like well maybe i dropped it so I, i'm walking about around the backyard don't see it so then i'm like i i uh I went on the uh, the internet. You can send texts on the internet. So I send a text on the internet to the wife. I'm like, I think I lost my phone. Can you look on the uh, you know, find iPhone thing to find the phone? And she's like, well, it says it's still, you know, still at the house. I'm like, well, it's not at the house. I'm like, no. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to drive to the gym and check because maybe I dropped it. And the parking lot, I remember where I parked me, I dropped it getting in the car. I remember I had it leaving the gym. So it, it, it was in, I remember looking at it as I was getting in the car. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go back. And then, but she swore, "Is was like, oh no, your phone's at, at the house. So you don't need to do that. So I'm like, ah, oh. so I'm going around and this freaking phone, Danny, was camouflaged on the top. My wife, I don't drink coffee, as you know. My wife has, there's a coffee machine and she doesn't even use that kind of coffee. She likes cold ice brew but we have a coffee machine for when people come over to the house and want coffee, obviously. obviously we have it. And this thing is black. My iPhone case is black and it was so camouflaged. It took me probably 30 minutes walking right by it before I realized where it was. And then I, and what had happened was I my, uh, I have a watch that you can, you know, you press a button on the watch. It sends a beep to the phone to find your phone. And if yeah. I if I hadn't had that, I would still be, I would have probably gone out and bought a new phone. That's how messed up this was. So, now is that a product of me getting old or is that just good
3: camouflage? I'm not sure. Uh, It's good camouflage. I saw a meme the other day that said, I've been looking for my iPad for 13 days. And the person had one of those rubber cases with the ridges on their iPad. Yeah. Their Audi car had leather seats. And so on the passenger seat, it was just sitting on the seat. And it looked like part of the ridges of the seat. Yeah, it's, it's At least you weren't looking for your cell phone while holding your cell phone using the light on your cell phone.
2: <laughs> no, no, I haven't gone full dementia yet. I haven't gone that far yet, but get yeah. you know, you lose your. I've lost my wallet several times. I've been lucky. Uh, I've lost it in parking lots, at, at grocery stores. We've talked about that in previous episodes of the podcast, and I've. I found it, uh, you know, keys. I've dropped keys. And, you know, this. I guess that just happens in life, right? We just you know, got a bunch of stuff and all that. Uh, time now for the idiom of the week. Idiom of the week. It's the idiom, And I'm not sure if this qualifies as idiom of the week, but I think so. The term red flag. Red flag. Like the other night, LeBron James did not play for the Lakers the first game after the extended All-Star break because uh, there's a red flag there. There's something going on with LeBron. So the term red flag, which he's used a lot as a warning sign and all that, uh, it's a sign of uh, an issue that needs attention. Danger, danger, danger. Right? Danger, danger, danger. Present danger. uh, Warning, whatever. The expression raise a red flag goes back hundreds of years. It originates uh, through different uses, obviously, of red flags, and most of them from the military. The armed forces many, many years ago would fly red flags as a warning to the public that they were doing live exercises with uh, live, live bullets or muskets or whatever, uh, and also you've had over the years ships that carry munitions fly a red flag. A lot of places in the world, people will fly red flags. And that is a a sign that there is an outdoor shooting range in use. Uh, But wait, there's more. If you go to the beach and you know that lifeguard tower, they have the little flag. Well, if they have the red flag, that means you should stay out of the water, right? Red flag, hazardous conditions and whatnot. And, um, you know, wave, stay away and all that stuff. Also, if you're a fan of, of racing, uh, and auto, automobile uh, racing, red flag, uh, that, that means the race has ended. You run to the red flag. But going back to the 1600s, armies used a red flag, 1600s, to signal that they were ready to go to battle. How nice, how polite were armies back in the 1600s? We'd like to announce we're now going to battle. They don't seem to do that much these days, right? The the niceties of battle have gone away in that regard. In the 1700s, the term red flag was used as a meaning of a warning. So that's that's when the warning thing started.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And now it's evolved all the way to a coach throwing a red challenge flag.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. You got to pull it out of your sock, the red flag. Or a red flag to a bull, right? Red flag to a bull. Olé, 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 olé. The uh, (laughs) El Matador. The good old El Matador. Or just being angry. Bad bad feelings about somebody. Red flag, red flag. Uh, Anyway, that is the idiom of the week. If you would like to recommend an idiom of the week, if you're curious, uh, you can... Send me a message uh, on the email. We have the email bag on Sunday. It's real. You don't have to wait for that. real fifth hour at gmail.com. real fifth hour at gmail.com.
1: But red flag just means a forewarning.
2: Time now for Poppity Pop Goes the Culture. Pop, 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 pop goes here's a Pop, pop, pop goes culture. Pop, pop, Danny. goes attendance Pop, goes Pop has gone down, and the theory on why that is, in the month of January, they look back to the month of January, gym attendance, which normally spikes in January because people get fat on Thanksgiving and Christmas and then try to lose the weight in January and February. Well, gym attendance fell flat. They believe that Ozempic is the reason why. Ozempic, a <laughs> weight loss drug, Uh, is is being blamed for causing – apparently it's been causing people to vomit during workouts. So they just stop working out or they just figure they don't need to work out because they can just take that and and you're good to go.
3: Lord, doctors are getting rich off of prescribing this crap. And the drug is for people – supposed to be for people with diabetes. Instead, it's people trying – a lot of people trying to just lose weight.
2: Yeah, not uh, not, uh, not the cool, uh, not the cool. Uh, and uh, how about this one now? I love this video. It's more of a visual thing. I don't know if I sent this to you, Dan. I'm going to send this to you right now. So it's a viral video from Nepal. And uh, I can't imagine what this is like. I'm going to send you this here. This is live. But this is immersive. This is interactive. And if you can see this while listening to the podcast, you are a stalker. You are. How dare you? Uh, so i i just sent the link holy shit right holy balls batman and they have what are those things called again the three-wheeled things that are very popular in uh, a lot of places uh those cars there's a name for them
3: name of it is yeah i know what you're talking about
2: uh a rickshaw rickshaw that's it rickshaw Rickshaw. okay rickshaw yeah motorized version of it it's like a yeah, it's a three-wheeled like, taxi they have, a motor taxi, the rickshaw. Why couldn't I remember that? It's a bad job by me. Uh, but t- I guess tuk-tuk is actually uh, is a term that is used for it as well. But I knew rickshaw was the term.
3: That should be a future word of the week. That, that could be.
2: That could be. I'll have to put that on my uh, – I don't do lists, but I'll put that on my big board, Danny. You know, big board of, of things. Uh, what else in pop goes to culture? If you like uh, different things in the body, uh, which of these stories? Toss-up question for Danny uh, Danny G. Which of these stories is more crazy? A uh, zoo has removed 70 coins from a rare, alligator, uh, rare alligator's stomach who swallowed them after visitors to the zoo tossed them into the mouth of the alligator. That is story number one. Story number two, a man, uh, let's see if you can guess which state this man is from, had 150 live bugs removed from his nose, and he did not even know they were there. Florida. Yeah, Florida man. Florida man. I wonder if that was the guy that used to host this podcast with me. He lives in Florida. He's a Florida man now. Who? That might have been west of the 405. Yes, God. But yeah, this guy had 150 live bugs removed from his nose. Didn't even realize they were there. And you, you had the alligator. So it's got to be the guy with the bugs, right? Doesn't it have to be the guy with the bugs? How do you not realize there's 150 live bugs? What kind of vermin are you living in? Where you do not realize
3: that there are that many bugs in your nose? Yeah, that's as gross as the bed bug story coming out of Las Vegas.
2: Oh, yeah. My, my wife was freaking out because we go to Vegas so often.
3: Did you stayed? Did you stay at one of the hotels that had Oh, the- no. We stayed at the Mandalay Bay, thank God. Yeah, uh, a, If you don't know what we're talking about, there's a small list of hotels and resorts in Vegas that have had an outbreak of bed bugs that uh, just makes your skin crawl.
2: Now are you able to sue for the bed bug? How that work? Uh there's, there's in Vegas there's billboards like every other city for lawyers, but in Vegas they have uh, casino billboards. Are you injured in a casino, you know and all? This. Yeah. Well, technically if you had bed bugs attack you, you were injured in a casino. So you could hire one of those ambulance chasing lawyers if you wanted to go down that road. Um you could no,
3: put bed bug attorney into the Google machine. Bed bugs, bed bugs, bed bugs uh, uh, yeah, Riley and Ursoff Okay. bed bug attorney near you. <laughs> wow.
2: All right. There you go. Now, when you go to a hotel room, Danny, do you do an expect inspe- inspection to s- try to see if there are bed bugs? Do you look under the mattress? And you're supposed to look behind the mattress and near...
3: Oh, no. What we do is we read every review possible before spending our hard-earned money on the room or the resort. That includes Yelp with some real people reviews where you can see... Pictures of things that are negative instead of all the phony reviews where everything is perfect. And my wife is kind of a hotel snob, which I'm okay with because I don't like staying at cheap places. I stayed when I was a kid, so I would say that we save our money in order not to stay at places that have bed bugs.
2: Yeah, my wife likes to stay. We've talked about this. My wife also likes nice hotels. I, I'm more of the frugal traveler. Uh, I yeah,
3: you I, and bed bugs are homies.
2: Yeah, I, I'm more like, all right, listen, we'll, we'll get a cheaper hotel room. I'll just inspect it. I'll, I'll even get one of those lights, you know, those lights where you can check for blood stains. And uh, <laughs> But, you know, we'll save money, and then I'll check if there's too many stains. We just won't, you know, we'll, we'll avoid the stains, and we won't stay there.
3: Yeah, so I'm sure you've stayed places where you find blood on the carpet. You are like, eh, the murder <laughs> was probably 10 years ago.
2: I, I have uh, stayed at some uh, interesting interesting uh, locations well this is a follow-up to a story we talked about in a previous episode of this podcast red lobster has said bye bye to the all you can eat uh they have lo- they lost so much money on their uh, lobster deal they said we're done uh they they announced that they had this ultimate endless shrimp Koopaloop single-handedly shut it down hey. Yeah, (laughs) they say this is amazing. Red Lobster lost $11 million in the third quarter in operating loss because of the endless shrimp promotion. (laughs) How much shrimp were people eating? Well, $11 million worth. The deal was offered for, if you missed it, $20. It's all-you-can-eat shrimp at Red Lobster. They increased it to $23 to $25, but it didn't matter. People still went in there with their bibs on, and they loosened their belt. They put on their moo-moo, and they went for it. And uh, that, is, that is so funny. Oh, it is, uh, that is wonderful. As, uh, that seemed like a good idea at the time, right? Why not? You yep, know, shrimp. will go. Maybe they'll buy some biscuits while they're in there and get some uh, beverages. And uh,
3: it didn't, didn't quite work out. Uh, for them. on that note, I'm gonna put Co in the car and go get some seafood for lunch.
2: Yeah, there you go. Go get some beer batted something. Uh, you see that photo? The world's tallest man met the world's shortest woman. Do you see that? No, that's no. A, that's an odd. That's an odd photo too. It looks like uh, like an old freak show, like a Venice Beach freak show. Let's see if I can send this to you. I'm gonna try to send Danny the photo. The, the, the girl who's the shortest looks like a doll, but apparently that's a real person. And then the guy, it's, it's unbelievable. It's one of the craziest photos. If you saw that, I just sent it to Danny. It takes a couple of seconds to go to his his monitor. So you can check that out. So the height difference between these two is more than six feet. It is unbelievable.
3: Oh, you accidentally sent me a photo of when Britney Spears met Wembenyama. <laughs> isn't that nuts holy moly yeah that is it's... yeah it reminds me of when we were little kids we all had that same Guinness book of world record you know with all the old school pictures in it and yeah. it had the world's tallest man remember how creepy those pictures were
2: yeah yeah for sure we all love those things yeah uh, we, we, we checked that so this actually happened in in the O.C. in Irvine, uh, California it says the world's tallest living man, Sultan Posen, who is eight foot two, met the shortest woman in the world, a height of sixty two point eight
3: centimeters in uh, in Irvine. Wow! Yeah, she didn't, didn't even get off the centimeter chart.
2: <laughs> well, this story comes out of. Uh,
3: I think it's a European operation, but uh, yeah, you're gonna have to do the conversion there.
2: Yeah, this this uh, she's the size of a shoe, uh, his shoe. That is uh, wow. I mean, I can't. I, I keep looking at these photos. I'm like, wow, that's pretty wild. That's uh, that's wild. Well, it would be really
3: weird to carry your wife around in a backpack.
2: <laughs> well, it'd be convenient when you go on planes. You only have to buy one ticket. You know, it's like, hey, uh, she'll sit on my lap. Uh, actually, she'll sit on my
3: shoulder. Uh, when you want her to get in free to places, just shove a pacifier in her mouth. Yeah. It,
2: it, it actually would be kind of good. You go to Disneyland, you save all the money. Boom, done. You know, Put her in the bag. Uh, wow. That is uh, that is just insane, man, those photos. All right. Uh, that's enough. Pop goes the culture. We've got other things to do. And we have the, the Sunday mailbag. So we'll do the mailbag on Sunday. It's a wonderful Saturday. What do you got going on today? The 24th day.
3: Of the month of February today, Danny. Anything special? A lot of housework and probably going to go to Costco today. I love my Costco.
2: Love my Costco. Go there once or twice a week. Once or twice a week. All right. Have a wonderful uh, day. We got the mailbag again. Remember on on Sunday. So tomorrow we've got that for you. Have a great day. We will talk to you then.
0: Pasta,
3: pasta. Bye, Felicia.